everyone. This is Regina. Hi, horse lovers. This is Lynn. This week on the Horse Industry Podcast. We are sponsored by Purple Power Equine. Looking to add performance, power, and balanced nutrition? Purple Power Equine has many products that will become essential in preparing your equine athlete for performance. Whether you need to help gut and hoof health or add weight, body, and dimension, Purple Power Equine can help bring success to your equine athlete. Gastro Power, Power Up. Hoof Power, Power Punch, Emergency Power. Visit purplepowerequine.com or on Facebook at Purple Power Equine. Gina, I cannot wait to listen to your interview today with Bree Slager. And this is an on-the-road episode with you. And what I love about it is when we originally started our podcast, we wanted to do a kind of a where are they now? Like, you know, people that are involved in the horse industry, it's just kind of like being a uh, in the military or being an athlete, like to juggle your academics and your athleticism, whether it be with whether that be an equine athlete or a basketball athlete. But I mean, they're typically successful people when they finish their collegiate or equine career. And so that's really what you found with Brie. Mm-hmm. Brie was a the all-around champion at the Paint World Show. Just had a phenomenal run at the paint show and, and that entire year. So I know that there were exhibitors and adults that that watched and knew Brie and were excited for her and were kind of like, you know, I wonder whatever happened to that girl. Well, you found out. I did. I did. And there's so many people that you and I both have had in our lives through the years being in this industry that I do wonder, where'd they go? Yeah, I know that um, Brie has got a master's degree, Gina. So tell us a little bit about her education history and what she's doing now. Yep. She has um, two degrees from Ferris State University. She has an associate's in graphic design and a bachelor's in marketing. And she just finished her master's degree in education focusing on higher ed. So she's kind of, her and I have spent a lot of time, you know how when you're sitting around waiting for your class, when you think you have all the time in the world? You're geeking out about higher ed. We totally geek out on higher ed. Oh my. <laughs> share our stories. And it's been such a joy for me to be able to share our real profession lives, our real professional lives with mm-hmm. each other, and then also share this horse life. And so I didn't know Brie when she was a youth making these runs. I've only known Brie as the higher ed professional and as somebody who has been a part of such an important part of our barn family in the role of a nanny taking care of our trainers kids, Wyatt and Rhett. Yeah. And it's her side hustle because we had a podcast. I mean, we talked about the things that the tid-tash mm-hmm. things that we do to afford showing horses mm-hmm. or or in Bree's case to stay involved. And so this is kind of her uh, her side hustle mm-hmm. to her day job so that she stays in part a part of the industry mm-hmm. and the barn that she loves so much. And we need her. I mean, it's so nice. She is in the role of the nanny, yet she also has such an eye for things like, is this horse a little sore, a little off? Oh my gosh, does this 
rain look like it's on the bit correctly? Can you zip this? Brie, what do you think about that? You know, she's just such a great source of support and knowledge for all of us that it's really wonderful to have her with us in the barn. And to go even a step further, you know, you think about all the roles that we have in the horse industry. And you have the horse trainer, which is so important. You have the mom who's, you know, writing the check and putting the number on the back and the friends who are there to support you when you have a good go or, or not so good. And it's the roles like the nanny too, that are so incredibly critical because they help the trainer do the job that they need to do to keep all of us and that whole machine moving. Yeah. And if Heather Brower will ever agree to do a podcast with us, I mean, <laughs> Heather has, I mean, she is an elite horse trainer. She's one of the few women at the very top at an elite level. And and it's different, right? Because her husband doesn't go to the shows with her. And so she is, she's in this, uh, in this role and she's taking her kids with her. So kudos to Heather. I don't for know doing how that. she does it. I mean, yeah. I'm in her. Well, barn. she does it because of Brie. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. So hats off to Brie. And I'm excited to share this episode with you guys. Brie Slagger, welcome to the Horse Industry Podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Super excited. We're laughing because we had started this interview in the other barn and the people came in to feed. And then suddenly every horse in America started whinnying and there was clanging and banging. So like a horse barn goes, we're starting over with this interview. We found a quiet corner. (laughs) We did. Okay. We're standing in a tack room. We're literally recording this in a tack room, which you and I are both very comfortable in. Right. Yeah. Tell me about tell me about how you started with horses. I mean, obviously this horse this episode of the Horse Industry Podcast, this is about how you went from an all-arounder to the horse show nanny. Now you have a, a quote unquote real job too. I do. In I do higher have a real ed, job. <laughs> but you went from an all-arounder to working as a horse show nanny. So how did you get involved with horses? Talk to me about some of your best experiences, some of your horses, all yeah. that. Yeah. So I started out, there's a picture of me at about six weeks old um, in my mother's arms on a paint horse that we had called Ruby Lucy, who was oh, I like that. Hey. <laughs> she was a phenomenal paint horse. She won the nation for uh, the Youth Western Pleasure and the Trail and the Junior Pleasure. Um, she was under Goodings, was at a High Sunny Royal, a very historic horse in the state of Michigan and for the country. And uh, went on to produce some really good babies, too, that when uh, my grandparents ran a small breeding operation for paint horses, so they had some cool babies that came out of there as well. So you've known the Goodings for a while. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa and Grandma actually introduced Bowers to Goodings. Awesome. So they were their pre-Bower Gooding show horses. Got it. And we've been involved in the paint horse industry for a long time. My mother showed with Scott Suggs and Becky George and all those big names from Michigan that have now gone on to kind of take over the paint world and yeah. really big big names now in quarter horse as well and take that on uh, we worked with Larry Burr took a lot of the two-year-olds and broke them out and Brandon Burr so started really with those paint horses and that was the spot that I fell in love with showing and mm-hmm. started at 4-H which I loved 4-H I thought it was so cool I cried and cried and cried about loping until the day of the fair <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and loped in the fair and the fair in this county is very interesting they put up a rope fence oh that sounds safe (laughs) in the parking lot next to the carnival so it's a very true test of your horse quietness and we go in there and you know i had done the showmanship in the morning and had a had a good showmanship Mm -hmm. was very happy myself was my first horse show at nine and you know you're just like oh i'm at a horse show this is so cool and i go in the western i'm like i'm not gonna lope when they call the lope i am not gonna do i'm not gonna do it well they called for it and my horse ruby lucy who is 
I think 18 or 19 at the time was like, we're loping, kid. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing, but she knew the drill. The <laughs> she, drill. She, she knew. totally knew. So she lopes off, and you know she's got that that '80s Western pleasure, very oh, yeah. quiet, soft, like rocking horse lope. And she lopes off, and I'm just terrified the whole time. But I'm I'm horsemanship. I'm like I'm not gonna fall off. I'm not gonna fall off. And they they called for the walk or whatever, and we were lining up in the center, and we're sitting in the middle of this arena i guess you could call okay, it do they still do that i mean i don't think so okay, anymore good. okay because somewhere sometimes someone oh, had to decide that was I, not a good idea. i had a couple of horror stories with that of horses like the rope getting oh, stuck yeah. under the saddles and just oh the whole yeah thing. <laughs> but they called it and i see my grandpa and my mother crying and i can't i'm looking at him like why are you guys crying? crying and i had one and grandpa had heard the little radio of oh. the person telling him and i come out and they were so excited i think i still have that rosette of Aww. my first fair win and that was really what started it all and I fell in love with the showmanship Ruby was a phenomenal showman shorts we turn on the wrong foot every time because <laughs> that had changed in her oh absolutely in her baby making time Goodings had actually leased her out for a couple years to breed so they had a couple babies on their farm with Sunny Superman was a big stud that they had so they had had her and then we got her back and she was so fun in the showmanship and the Western. She had that little pitter-patter jog that all the horses like. And the old school judges, like, they knew her <laughs> from the state of Michigan. So they'd be like, oh, my goodness, that's really... She was a big old white Tobiano, like, stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> She's still around? She is not. Aww, she sadly yeah. passed away. She had a good life. Yes. She, after we had her... We actually sold her to some, an individual that had a daughter with epilepsy that mm. had seizures, and she was perfect for that because oh, she good. she didn't react yeah. to anything of that. And yeah. little girl got to be on the horses, and Aww. yeah, she still has I think some babies that are going around okay. and that have had babies later on. So she was a really instrumental part of the paint horses and the showmanship and loving the western and, and you. Yes, I mean she completely <laughs> sent you on this path. Yep. Yeah, and at the time, my mother was helping out with Cal Boar and doing a ton with his lunge liners and helping him out. And we, she had found this prospect filly, and she was a double, and we kind of had gone back and forth about it. I was moving up to 13 and under, so I needed one that, you know, would really push me forward in the loping and be ready to go. And we bought this horse, and my mom had started her, but she's like, oh, I need to send her to a trainer. So Grandpa and I was like, well, let's send her to Brandon Burr. And mm -hmm. Brandon Burr was working out of Geiger's down in Ohio. And so Brandon had her and he's like, well, she's not going to be ready. Like, she's just, she's not going to be ready for your kid. Let me find something else. And at the time, Geiger's had bought, I think, four or five quarter horses for their son to pick to choose oh, at the geez. Congress and the walk trot because <laughs> like they had gone to the Congress super sale and just picked out. Is that not every kid's dream? <laughs> right. <laughs> I shall choose this one. And if yeah. not, I will, I shall choose that one. So Brandon was like, bring the trailer down, come down, ride some. If you don't like any of them, then take the Philly home. Mm -hmm. And then she can just at least do another year walk trot with the Philly. So we go down and I get on this horse and, they had, I don't know, it's like railroad ties up on the side of their arena so the horses wouldn't hit the rail, I guess. I don't oh. know what it was for. But he <laughs> probably ran into that railroad tie. He was taking me all over. I had no controls. But he was gorgeous. He was the prettiest horse. Had He was a stud for five years. So he had the big old jowls. Oh. And he was just so pretty. and Very I, handsome. Grandpa was with us. And I look at him and go, Grandpa, please. <laughs> He's like, I guess we're putting that one on the trailer. <laughs> and Brandon was like, oh, just take them. And then if you like them, send me the check. If you don't like them, bring them back down and come get the filly. 
And so we took him to an open show the next day. This horse had only ever been shown by horse trainers, had only ever done the halter and the Western Pleasure and the lunge line with Jolene Watts. And he had won the Summerama fraternity with Jolene Watts. And he bit the crap out of me in the, in the halter and the showmanship. He was the nastiest horse in those two classes. But we went in every single class. I put, we put hunt saddles on. I had, we had older friends, the Brookers, they showed him. Like we took him and we put that horse through the paces where we bought him. And he did it all. He did it all. And then on the way home from the show, you know, my mom calls Brandon and she's like, oh, she won the high point. She did this, this, and this. And he goes, that horse has never even had a hunt saddle on its back and was a stud until last year. And you just... <laughs> so I had him for five years and he I learned so much from that horse. I learned how to do lead changes because I, I had to teach him. He didn't know anything. He didn't know the hunt seat. He didn't know anything. And I took lessons from Mary Luther with him, took lessons from uh, Mark Russell on the east side of the state, and then took a couple handful at the horse show would go up to Heather Brower, you know, little meek, scared Bree and be like, hi, how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of drug him around all over. And we did the Michigan quarter horse, the 11 and under stuff. And they call that and that what do they call it the small fry then or no? No, just 11 and under because okay. it was walk truck canner. OK. Um, oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a little bit different. It was like kind of little leg up step. And he was 15 hands. But that horse, my last year with him in 1300, we went undefeated in the hunter saddle. That is awesome. Like, what was his name? Just Wasting Time. Awesome. He was by an awesome mister who is uh, a phenomenal all arounder. He had won the halter in the Western Pleasure as a stud. And he, he was so pretty. He cool was, horse. He was so cool, but he <laughs> he had broken so many of my fingers biting me. <laughs> we tried everything. We put hot sauce on my hand. We tried. He would not. <laughs> I, you know, I swear there are some that you just cannot break no. that habit. And he would do the whole showmanship pattern with the lead in his mouth. Yeah. If I gave him the lead, he would do the whole pattern. So sometimes I was just like, I'm not fighting with you today. Here's yeah. the lead. Go ahead. <laughs> sometimes it's just you are never going to win right. that war. Never going to win it. Yeah, and then we got the filly back. I still didn't click with her. Like, she was just one of those horses I never... She was a great filly. She was good enough legged, but I just never, ever got along with her. So we sold her, and then I moved on 14 through 18, and Spike just got a little small. <laughs> he was only 15 hands. I'm like, oh, I need to get a better one. Like, mm -hmm. I need to get one that's a little bit leg up. And he was very... They called it the old school, because at that time, the really big thing was, you know, the really slow very hoppy pleasure horses so like we kind of got schooled in the western because he was just he was bigger mm -hmm. like legged yeah and that's why he did good in the hunt seats because he was so correct and so big legged but he was tiny mm -hmm. and so we sold him and he's still around i saw him a couple years ago oh, good and i see him on facebook all the time oh, i see his yay. owners and he's just a big fluff ball Aww, he's loved <laughs> he is he is very loved he's spoiled rotten he's had a good life yeah yeah and then i bought true time and dirt from darcy a local Michigan breeder. Okay. He was a four-year-old. And, you know, me, Big Britches, 15-year-old Bree was like, I'm going to train this horse, do all of myself. I'm going to be great. That horse and I, <laughs> we had some battles because he had bratty, bratty Bree on him. And he was a baby. And he was like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> My gosh. I bet you learned a lot through that, that, <laughs> I learned that process, though. so much from that horse. Yeah. I and mean, he is really the one that we brought to Heather. Okay. Um, he, we loved the way that he moved. We loved everything about him. And I was boarding at a barn in Hamilton, Michigan, and Heather was coming out and giving lessons every week. 
And I was so excited because I'm like, oh, I get to be around the Heather, Heather Brower. Brower. The Heather Brower is yes. going to come give me a lesson. Yes. And she saw us and she really helped me like fine tune the showmanship and fine tune. And he he is by far the best showmanship horse I've ever had. He was just on the ball all the time. He was one you never had to use, you know, the crop or hit him with the lead rope. He was just right there all the time. There are some horses, even in this barn now, that they can just turn do on it. a dime and they yeah. can just do it. It's it's like a dance. Yes. It is truly a dance. Yeah. And then there's others that are good enough that they can get through it for the all around. Yep. But it's not a, t- a true talent. Yeah. And he loved the showmanship. We always joke. Showmanship is his favorite class because it was the least work of his day. Oh, <laughs> That horse, if he could go without doing anything, he was happy. But showmanship was probably his best thing. And showed him for a little bit. Had done some Michigan paint shows. Had done... We went actually to a show in Kentucky. And we were in Kentucky. And I'm in the truck with Heather. Because that was kind of my place. I was always the kid that rode with Heather to the horse shows. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm in the truck. And I'm like, Heather, I really want to win the world show. And she's like, yeah, this horse isn't going to win you the world show. Like, Let's figure it out. And... She started making calls and I came back and she introduced me to Ton of Trouble, mm-hmm. um, which is Dexter, and went on to win the All Around at the World Show with him when I was 16. And That is such goosebump material. And having come off of Lila's first world mm-hmm. show, the being able to accomplish that is I'm speechless. I mean, yeah. it is it is days and hours of work and and strategizing mm-hmm. and practicing. And it and- was pretty close. I remember telling Lila that my timeline was very close to hers because it was April mm-hmm. when I had started riding Dexter, and then we went to the World Show in July. So it was very close timeline to what you guys had gone through. And I remember telling Lila, I'm like, I had the time of my life at the World Show because there was no pressure. Exactly. So like when Blue got hurt and she had to switch to Willow, then we went mm-hmm. down there. And yeah, I mean, might as well go ahead. It was time. just let's where yeah. the entries are in. Like, let's go. Let's have yep. the fun and yep. um, enjoy and so it. you got the all around. I did. Now, is that so talk talk to me about the classes that were in the all around. Yeah. So that was when the novice youth was 18 and under. So it wasn't split yet. And the all around, I think they had like three or four splits for every class. Like wow. I remember the horsemanship, you do a pattern and you come back on the rail work and you do the rail work again. And <laughs> it was a lot and it was much bigger. And for the all around, Heather was like, you have to do everything because Dexter is an all around horse. Mm-hmm. Like he is one that he's never going to go win the Western Pleasure. He was never going to go win any of those. But he will be top three showmanship, ek, horsemanship, trail, like all, all day long. The board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, but at the world show, like, we got to go. And Dexter, he was known for the all around. Lindsay Harden owned him for years and years and years. And I think she won every saddle you could win in the nation on him. They wow. went one year and went saddle hunting is what she called it. And they just won all these saddles. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And you got one too. <laughs> yeah. And she, she always told him, she's like, yeah, he can run a 15-second barrel. And I'm like, I don't want to run a 15-second barrel. What are you talking about? <laughs> and there's videos of him. If you look him up on YouTube, Tom in Trouble, like there's videos of him running the barrels. And you can tell, like, 16-year-old me was petrified. It's like, that's not a goal. <laughs> no. Thank you for the information. Not a goal. No. And Heather's like, well, you either do the speed or you jump. And I'm oh. like, I'm not jumping. <laughs> At least the speed, I have a horn. <laughs> can hold on. And every picture of me, I am dead both hands on that horn and the rain is like in one finger <laughs> just like and were your eyes as big as saucers so big so pure, big and i just horror. have a look of fear straight fear <laughs> and they didn't i didn't have a helmet on i had one of those like 
It had to be a straw hat with a string. So we went and found one in Heather's trailer, and it was so crumpled and crushed. I'll have to show you the picture of it when they put it on my head, because it looked like a taco (laughs) on the top of my head. (laughs) But it was the only one we could find with a string on it. Yeah. And... I grew up, you know, like, horse showing was, like, pull your boots up, make it work. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wanted a lesson from Heather, I came and washed horses. I came and lunged horses. I did what I needed to do to work off the lessons. Mm-hmm. So, really, like, coming from that. So, at the World Show, when they're like, you need this kind of hat. I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy one, so <laughs> let's go digging in people's trailers. Get a shoestring and stick one through a straw hat <laughs> yeah. and try to tie it on your, it, your chin. Yes. So, now, is it true that you came home with a buckle? I did in, in a speed class in the stake race. That was that's the one world title I have is the novice youth stake race. After everything you've done, showing paint, all of the success yes. that you've had, I've watched you do some literally goosebump trail patterns in recent years. <laughs> and and you, your buckle race. is a stake race, which stake race is just it's. I mean, it's nine seconds. You're out. Like it's you run around these poles and you're done. <laughs> have you done it since? No. <laughs> do you want to? No. no. I have never done the speed again. And Dexter was a true, like, you put him in that bridle and that tie down, and he's hopping up, and he's, you have to take him on the shoot, and he's sideways in the shoe. And he Lindsay, knows. And Lindsay was like, turn him around, turn him around. And Lindsay, when we were practicing, because I came, I went down to Pinot World for two weeks before the paint world to mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. And you didn't show, you just went and rode. Yep. yep. Heather rode me so hard in the act, I melted my hunt boots with no stirrups. Literally. Literally melted them. The top of the boots were melted off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because I didn't have, she took off my iron straps. Oh. I used to have to climb up on the fence and jump on Dexter's back because I had no irons to even climb up. She's like, you're going to have Huntsy Eck legs. <laughs> that sounds like torture. <laughs> but she melted because it, it was worked. so hot. Yeah. My boots just melted from like gripping so hard because i have no irons (laughs) (laughs) and Lindsay's like i'm not going to close the gate until you're ready because he knew as soon as the gate would click Mm -hmm. that horse going straight up in the air you were going for a ride like hi ho silver let's let's roll (laughs) and Lindsay, she didn't close the gate she came down both weekends from tcu she was going to school and riding on the team there Mm -hmm. and Finally, the last week, and she's like, okay, I'm going to lock the gate. And she locked the gate, and he did it to me once, and I was petrified going to the world show. Absolutely scared to death. Heather's trying to talk to me, and I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I can't kick him. I can't kick him. It's too scary. And Heather's like, you want me to get on and do it? And she really didn't want to either. (laughs) I don't see her necessarily riding a barrel horse. So then she goes and gets Sinisa Gooding, and Sinisa Gooding scares the living daylights out of me. She's like, you want this saddle? You better go get that saddle. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So it it worked. It was, (laughs) it was so scary. It worked. And of course, the day of speed is the same day as horsemanship. Oh, geez. Which, if you know me, horsemanship. I love horsemanship. That is my passion is the horsemanship. So we had to literally run, do the speed. They took the horse. I got the buckle. I'm running and stripping clothes to get in myself. Had no warm up. They bumped me down to the last to go. And I got on the shoot and did it. And he was perfect <laughs> what a good boy yeah he was so good he knew his bridles you switch his bits and he'd know instantly because even like the jumping later on julia DeYoungy bottom who's in michigan and they ran him for the supreme all-around horse for apha and he had to get his jumping points because they have to have so many in so many categories and aaron fix showed him and they put him in his bridle and his neck went up and he's just I'm going to jump. <laughs> what a good boy. And so yeah. you is he he's still around? He's still around. He has lots of gray hairs now. Aww. So but I did I photographed him a couple of times with Julia and I see him at shows every once in a while Aww. and 
Yeah, he's definitely still around. There are some horses that are just so special. Yes. <laughs> and he absolutely sounds like he was one of them. Yeah, and I really, I mean, I had him less than a year, but he made such an impact because he was really the horse that just was like, you want to do this, kid? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> like, I started out with the horse that was like, you're along for the ride, and then <laughs> went to the horse that was anything I would ask him. He would, he would try and he would do... I mean, he would still pogo stick over the trail log sometimes or <laughs> take me for a ride in a Huntsy class, but he would try. Yeah. Or strike at me in the showmanship. He is well, known hey. for that, too. Yeah, they all have their <laughs> issue, right? Yes. <laughs> so you did all that. You lived the life. You, yep. you've you you've had the pressure. You've been in the big coliseum. All before college. That was before. <laughs> all before college. You've you've seen the big, the big mm-hmm. life going down the road. And now you went from an all-arounder to and you do have a, a career in higher ed yes but you also work as a nanny and yes. this is what this episode is about <laughs> is talking about how you went from being that exhibitor and being in the spotlight mm-hmm. and standing at that cone and feeling the pressure and praying to god that you're going to remember that pattern <laughs> and now now you're your support staff yes how does that feel <laughs> it's really weird and i I kind of fell into it too. I had gone down to the world show to watch. I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to fly down. I was flying down to see Carly Odom in Mississippi. And then we were going to drive over to Texas and watch and go on vacation. I took a week off from work. I had my first big girl job and I was like, girl time. I'm going to go on a vacation. It's going to be so much fun. And Wyatt was turning one. I think we got there the day before his first birthday and I get to the show and he instantly clinged to me. Mm -hmm. And at that time, Heather's, I think her nanny that was with her, which was a family friend, had to go home. So it was just the clients taking him. They're like, oh, well, he likes Brie. So <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to take care of my own kids. <laughs> right. And Heather was like, if you don't mind. So I'm, you know, getting to the barn at 6 a.m. every morning and just grabbing little Wyatt. And we sat in that arena the whole entire show. <laughs> oh, geez. And I guess that's a good question that I have for you at this time is, is it Boring. I would think it is. It would be boring as hell to go from an all-arounder to taking care of the kids and being support staff and just watching the yeah, show. I think maybe because I went from a slow ease off mm-hmm. because I went from I went did all the all-around as youth kid and then when I got to college I bought a Western all-arounder so I wasn't doing the English. I was very showmanship. Western, yeah, specialized. <laughs> yes, yeah. specialized a lot. And then I did like the college equestrian and things. So I really had slimmed down that all around that mm-hmm. I wasn't that busy. And I'm just one of those people that loves to watch horror shows. Like, yeah. I- <laughs> well, and I think that is key because if you are babysitting or you're doing something that's not directly involved with the actual showing aspect and you're pushing the stroller down the aisle, mm-hmm. you can still kind of glance over and catch pieces of a showmanship yes. pattern <laughs> and be entertained. Yep. Where someone who is a nanny or serving as a nanny who doesn't have horse show experience has no idea. And those yeah. those days and those hours are long. So in your opinion, knowing what you know now, do you think that nannies really should have horse show experience? I think they should have a horse sense. And mm-hmm. I think they should have gone to a show without the kids at least once just to see the schedule that they're on. Like I had no, I knew Heather is at the barn from you know, she doesn't sleep. She's at the barn from 4.30 a.m. until 1 a.m. the next morning. Like yeah. she's So I knew I was prepared for that mm-hmm. versus I think someone else might have been, if they'd never been to a horse show, like, like, what, what are you Sam doing? Sam Hill are you doing? Right. right. And there's sometimes, like, I come out of the trailer after nap time and Heather's sitting in a chair. 
but that's because that's her one time she's going to sit in a chair for two minutes. Like yeah. you just have to be understanding of that schedule and that lifestyle and being on the road. And well, why do we have to leave for the show four days before it starts? Well, because we're going to Texas and it takes a minute to get there. <laughs> and you have to have the layover with the horses right. and the kids. <laughs> and they got a horse got to rest. Yes. And, you know, take care of them. And so I think being around that is a big piece of it. And then the safety aspect, mm-hmm. I think, is huge mm-hmm. because and I've witnessed it at shows where even parents like the dad comes to hang out at the horse show and I'm like, can you? you might want to grab your child (laughs) well i had interviewed casey hoover early on in the podcast and she was laughing because i brought little lila (laughs) little little lila and here i am a horse show person spent my whole life in the industry and what does lila do the number one (laughs) error walks right under that horse's belly and i'm looking at casey and i'm like i have i have no words no, I have no words. And then my husband comes to shows and he's in flip flops. Right. My son comes to shows. He's staring at his, his iPhone so he could just yep. walk right up the backside. Of, I mean, yes. Safety is huge. Right. And I do know there is some nannies that like part of their job at the horse shows is to take the kids to the zoos, to the museums, to all the things off the grounds. Okay. And that's might be some of the parents expectations, too. So that's mm-hmm. a piece you got to look at when you're looking at potential employers. Like I see them on Facebook all the time asking for I need a nanny for this year and I was like I got it really good with Heather I'm not gonna do that (laughs) well and it is you know our horse show world horse show shows are so pressure filled and and on one hand they're fast paced Mm -hmm. on the other hand it's slow as molasses yes (laughs) you know it's like you wait you wait you wait you wait panic yep yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and then nannying for Heather when she was pregnant was like a whole nother level of I was taking care of her small child and then she's pregnant. So I'm also worried about her all the time. Yes. I'm like, are you overheated? Did you get oh. water? Did you eat? Did you? For sure. So it's almost like you're double. Yes. You're doubled up. Like I felt very prepared for the second child. <laughs> so how did it change? So you went from one kid to two kids. Was yep. that a huge shift? It wasn't horrible. I Because Wyatt was. He was one, one when one. I started. And then when Rhett was born. Wyatt was two. two. Okay. Yeah, so there's just pretty much two. two years apart. Two, two years different. Yeah. So it wasn't a huge shift. The biggest piece is like telling Wyatt like, hey, buddy, I got to change this diaper. So mm-hmm. we need to be patient. Yes. <laughs> For like two seconds. Well, <laughs> I'm going to share a little story with you. <laughs> So we were at Fall Color Classic, I think it was two years ago, and I and we were two or three days into the show. It was like eight o'clock at night. We were, it was me and, and Heather Francis were kind of sitting around, and you had the boys, yep. and Rhett was sleeping, and, and Wyatt was kind of playing, and and we knew that one of these horses had to get out, because the, yes. the owner had left, and it, that's what we do in the barn. We help each other right. out. And so we knew this horse needed to get on the lunge line. And Heather Francis and I were like, you know what, Bree? Why don't you do it? You know, take a break. We know you love the boys. Take a break. You go lunge the horse. Heather Francis and I, we've got it. We've got it. <laughs> Both mothers. <laughs> Both mothers. I've, I've had three. She's had one. They've all survived to teenagerhood. Right. <laughs> yes. And so, Bree, you take this horse to go lunge. Of course, I'm being quite strategic here. And I'm thinking, all right, there's Rhett in the stroller sleeping. <laughs> Wyatt's kind of running around. He's a toddler. Heather Francis is great with kids. Right. I mean, 100% she great is. With There's it. a reason why she's the, the the chair of the youth committee. Yes, she's amazing. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to give Heather Francis Wyatt, and I'm just going to take care of Rhett. I mean, it wasn't five minutes later, and Rhett starts 
grumbling a little and I start rocking that <laughs> stroller and then the the grumbling kind of turns into a little bit of crying. So then I start fishing for that pacifier. The the pacifier crying starts down baby crying. So I pick up this baby. I mean, how old was Rhett? A few months? Yeah, I think he, he was, was little. He was very, very little. I think that might have been his second horse show ever, maybe. He was little. So I'm trying to, I'm like, <laughs> oh, trying to rock the baby. Yeah. Then I start panicking. I feel the heat raise up through my body <laughs> and the panic take over. I just I, remember looking across the arena and just seeing you by the arena and being like, are you oh. done yet? <laughs> then I get Heather Francis over. I'm like, Heather Francis, I need your help. So then Heather Francis is trying to keep Riot or trying to keep Rhett. <laughs> happy that's their team name is riot (laughs) it works and she's struggling and then i'm like dude you take the baby i'm taking wyatt now i mean i thought i had won the lottery i went up i ended up with wyatt so then i was trying to keep wyatt alive by not going in the show pen it was a hot mess it was total chaos and you know, there Heather France and I were thinking, oh, we're going to do Brie a little favor. She's going to get a little break. <laughs> Swear to God, from this point forward, I will lunge any stud colt in a marish pan, in a pen of mares instead of watching the babies. And I love them. Right. But it's, it's a lot. It's a and it, lot. It was like nine o'clock at night. So it, it was a bad time. Oh. That might have been the hardest transition is I never had Wyatt when he was a baby. Right. And I, I mean, I had a younger brother growing up, but. I mean, I didn't take care of when he was a baby. We're closer in age than that. And he, that was, I was like, Heather, I'm going to break him. He's a baby. I know. (laughs) Getting him dressed in the morning and getting him undressed at night into his pajamas was the most stressful time of my life. (laughs) Because I thought I was going to break his arm off or something. And he was so little. He was so little. And yeah, those early shows, I mean, he wasn't sitting up. He could really hold up his neck. And we're just... We're just rolling with it. <laughs> and, and Wyatt is a busy, happy boy. Yes. And so he's always on the move. Wyatt is hilarious. He is. He keeps us laughing all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> all the time. So what is the easiest part about being a horse show nanny? If you, could, if you could narrow down the one thing that you look forward to the most, what is it? It's probably just the time of playing with them. Like seeing these kids. Grow, I mean, I've been watching Wyatt now for two years and he... I mean, seeing him grow up and learning how to talk and learning how to... I mean, I was with him during some of his first steps Mm -hmm. and now seeing Rhett walking and that was... I mean, seeing them grow up is a huge part and they're always like, Nanny Bree. And I'm like, it's soon going to be Auntie Bree. I feel like Like, I'm never going to (laughs) be completely gone. Oh, for sure. Like, I've always loved kids, always Mm -hmm. loved being around them, but I haven't really been face-to-face with the baby so that was a huge transition so now that they're at this fun age of you know Rhett's now walking and why it's so busy but why also is very helpful so them interacting is super fun and learning and I think I was there like Rhett's first laugh was Aww. with us at a horse show yeah. like we've had some big moments and <laughs> I always joke I'm like Rhett's my baby <laughs> like <laughs> Heather can keep Wyatt and you have Rhett yeah yes. like <laughs> Well, it's going to be interesting to see how you're going to corral them now that they're both mobile. Now that they're both mobile, I'm like, oh, no. We're going to we're gonna have to put a round <laughs> pen. And literally, I remember being at the in Fort Worth and there was this stall, for lack of a better term, with dirt. Yeah. And it was the dirt pile, the dirt pile. And it's beautiful because people would just throw their children in there yes. and 
it was difficult for them to climb out of it. (laughs) I would sit in the doorway so they couldn't get out because my chair is in the door. Yes. Just cooking, you know, just in the Texas heat. So it's kind of a good thing because on one hand, you get to be at the horse shows that you love Mm -hmm. and you've been part of this barn and and part of this barn family for so long. Yeah. (laughs) And so you get to go to the horse shows and yet you also get to be with the boys. Right. So it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And then like when Heather was pregnant, I had the opportunity to lease a horse and really have that time too. So helping with the horses, I got to, you know, dabble back into Mm -hmm. it and be a part of that group. And some of my best friends are from horse showing. And so even seeing them at the horse shows are saying like, hey, you want to come help me with this kid in Ohio? Right. (laughs) Come hang out with me. (laughs) Well, and I think that we spend so much time together. So much. And some of our pivotal moments in life have been horse showing like my big moments when someone asks me are i'm at a barn yeah (laughs) yeah i might be in a barn in texas or here but that's what those are i think i read something once that said we are who we truly are at the barn yes we are we are who we truly are. 100%. Yeah. So much. I, every time I feel like down, I'm like, oh, I need to go to Docs and yep. I need to see Heather. And, and I'll just text her. I'm like, you got anything? And she goes, yep, these three need to be rowed. Just yep. come ride them. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this one needs to stand in a cone. You can just sit in it at a cone. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's, what's the most difficult part about being a horse show nanny? Or is it all easy? It's, I mean, the most difficult part for me is that I'm not their mom. Like right. there's moments that they want her and there's nothing I can possibly do to make it better. <laughs> no. And so those are probably the hardest moments. I mean, Rhett and Wyatt have watched me cry because I've just been so sad for them. Cause I'm like, I know you want your mom, buddy, but she has to work. She has to work. She has to work. I think I've seen a couple of those moments <laughs> firsthand. <laughs> yes. Okay. So do you have any funny nannying stories? Is there anything that's happened along the way that you're oh. like, I can't believe this is my life? <laughs> I mean, Wyatt is, he's a clown. Anyone that has met Wyatt at the horse shows knows that that kid, he can put on a whole show, a whole show for you. All by himself. I remember he, it was probably the second month I had been nannying. It was right after that world show. We came home and we're at an apple blossom show at MSU and it was so hot. So I already had, he's like on his third shirt of the day because he kept just sweating through shirts and he's just toddling around. He was barely walking and he walks up to this water bucket that was full and I'm like, oh, he's going to play in the bucket. That's cute. And I'm, I think I was putting together a new toy for him or something because that's how there's something and I, we always do is we get them something new to play with at the shows to make it a fun, like something to look forward to. Yeah, you got a present. Like, let's play with your new toy. And he walks to this bucket and he just, fully head tip feet up in the air <laughs> like all the way and i picked him up by his feet <laughs> pulled him out and he's laughing hysterically he thought it was the funniest thing and then he kept trying to do it oh. all weekend long <laughs> okay note to wyatt you can drown doing that i mean that goes to my next question of scariest moment oh. i think that's one of the reasons why i don't want a nanny <laughs> They, I mean, safety. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big thing. And then you throw in the horses, too. Yes. Like, now you have a whole nother layer of safety. And probably the scariest moment, we were at Mason at Memorial Day. And Wyatt has a bike, mm-hmm. which he loves. It has no pedals. It's one of those... I don't know what they balance bike. Yeah, he uses his feet to move. Yeah, so yeah. he and he rips on that thing. He goes so fast. 
and I, I had to go change Rhett's diaper. So I'm like, okay, Wyatt, like ride your bike around the trailer. I'm like, count to five and ride around the trailer or something. Mm-hmm. And he, all of a sudden I get out of the trailer and he's not there. Oh. And I'm like, oh no. And I, Heather's in the arena riding your horse. So I go, Heather, is he in there? And she goes, no. <laughs> and so Heather gets off the horse and we're looking and we're screaming bloody murder for him. Like, I can't find him. And Mason, like, it's a smaller fairground. It is. But it's, it's close to a busy road. It oh, has, it there's horses. Upset stomach. Yeah. I mean. So we're scrambling and running. And all of a sudden, he comes out. I, I think it was Mick that found him. He was at the stalls giving the horses cookies. Oh, <laughs> he had rode his bike. And he comes back and he goes, what? What? <laughs> what is the problem? Yeah. I'm an independent man. <laughs> yeah. Like, he uh, he was like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, jeez. That is scary. Yes. That's yeah. probably the scariest is I'm always scared I'm going to lose them. Yeah. Well, and again, because Rhett was not mobile and why it was, right. he's quick. Now you've yes. got two. <laughs> now I have two. So you're going to have to get one of those leashes, like yeah. put leashes on them. And I'm just going to tie lunge lines around yes. them. <laughs> excellent. And then you should actually lunge them right. and they'll be tired. It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Okay. So if you had, as we round out this interview, if you had advice to someone considering being a horse show nanny... What would it be? I think it'd be to just take everything as it goes, like trying to not react. And I've had a couple moments where people have given me advice, like I don't have kids of my own. So there's some times where I'm like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just asking for the help when you're needed to, like that's a big piece of it. Uh, if you're looking for nanny jobs, it's really making those connections and those relationships in the industry and seeing those horse trainers. I mean, I know there's an industry for it because I've seen it and I know are desperate for good help. (laughs) Yes. And I know there's people that have dropped off their kids with me at the horse shows and just walked away. And I'm like, Oh, this is not, I didn't sign up for this one. (laughs) I have two. There are two to take care of. There's and for a while there was one and a half. (laughs) Now there's a full two. (laughs) So definitely like building that connection and then being receptive to changing what you're doing or learning and just just having a ball with it. Like I'm very fortunate that Heather and I have such a good relationship and we're we're friends first. So some of the things that, you guys can laugh about. Yes. Yeah. Some of the things we've gone through and having that horse show knowledge that I have, like she has someone to come to too to be like, I need you to come watch this horse. Like when we get to the horse show a couple of days early, sometimes her and I are the only ones there unloading the trailer, unloading the horses, and she can be like, I need you to watch this horse or lunge this horse or do this and I'll take the boys for a minute or and having that space. And I mean, it's it's super fun. It's very rewarding. And I love those kids. Like those kids will be in my life for a long time. And they're pretty special. They're so funny. But you know, you're absolutely right. Because I, as a mother and part of this barn and part of the barn family, I look at you not just as the nanny, but as part of the team where I can ask you advice too. Right. And so it's really comforting for all of us because we can say, like, Brie, what do you think about this? Did you yeah. see that go? I mean... <laughs> It is. We can right. have those conversations. And it can you. be something as simple as like, I've helped people put on halters and bridles. Yeah. And, you know, the kids, they sometimes can't saddle their own horses. They're short or they're not they that strong. <laughs> and they have these big 16 hand horses and mm-hmm. I'll saddle them for them or help them with that. And it gives them that break too. And and the kids in Heather's Barn are so great because if they see me really struggling with one of them, they'll be like, well, I'll take Wyatt on a bike ride or I'll do this. And like they... I'm very fortunate in the space I am because I have seen like when we've gone to the world show and stuff, you see the other nannies there and I've seen them struggle because they're by themselves that whole time and they have multiples or. Mm-hmm. Although I'll tell you when I'm like, hey, Brady, you need any help? And you're like, no, I got it. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I just go to you. I'm like, can you give me a drink? Yes. <laughs> I'll do that. 
<laughs> love the kids. I don't have that. I don't have that nannying that. You've already done it. You've done it with three of them. You're like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. As long as they're eight years old or over, I'm good. Yep. It's the Heather ones. always jokes. She's like, this will either be the best birth control you've ever had, or you're going to be so ready to have kids. It's not even going to be funny. So which one is it? I don't know yet. <laughs> to be determined, right? To be determined. We'll see how the next show season goes. Right. <laughs> Well, Brie, thank you so much for being here on the Horse Industry Podcast today. I mean, this is a topic that when we talk about the industry and showing horses, it's these ancillary roles Mm -hmm. that we don't necessarily think of, but they're so important. Yeah. And I mean, I loved your guys' episode the other week about the side hustles because I, like I said earlier, I grew up doing that. I was, you know, I've been a horse photographer. I've been... A you know, very good one. Yeah. <laughs> I try. Yeah. <laughs> the groomer at the shows or, you know, work in the office or doing things. And those are those spaces. And I try to stay involved. Like I'm on the Michigan Paint Horse Board and I give back in those other ways too. But this being that boots on the ground space and I, I've found like a really good place that that's my outlet. Like this is my fun time. When I take vacation from my real job, yes. <laughs> this is what I do for fun. And well, and it's funny that you say that because when we think about getting that kid or that amateur or that exhibitor in the pen with that horse, there are so many pieces so many. <laughs> that go into getting that yep. in the pen. Yeah. <laughs> and having you and having the nanny role for some of these trainers, it, it, they couldn't do it without without the help no without the caring there's true no help. way and even like the parents that step up in those different spots i mean something as simple like i've been at shows where one kid's horse lays down fully tacked up and their parent is nowhere to be fine so they're freaking out and everyone's just like okay we're gonna get this rolling <laughs> i mean i've had horses run away from me at horse shows and everyone i mean that's what this industry is about too and i think that's where we all get related to it is that it is one big community everyone helps each other out everyone you know gives a leg up or yep can you hold my stirrup can you we compete against each other but at the end of the day this is gonna sound like i'm from high school musical (laughs) we are all in this together we really are and we definitely all have a passion for it and i think that's what drives that well i'm gonna help this person because of this i mean i've gone up to people and been like you're rain is not attached to your bridle correctly yeah like let me fix it for you or, or do you realize that you don't have a back number on yeah or, or yeah. your pants are still tucked in your boots or yes <laughs> that's yes. probably the most i do now at the horse shows at nanny i'm like take your pants out of your boots <laughs> or your horse i think i'm most known for your horse has shavings on his belly because i'm always so low with the We're- kids so i'm like your horse has shavings <laughs> they want to wave off their belly <laughs> all right so in closing is wyatt going to be in lead line this year I hope so. I hope so. Mom's got to get on the boots. Yeah. The boots are the big one. And I've been trying with the hats, keeping the hat in his head. That, yeah, that hat. <laughs> kids in hats. Kids in Western Don't hats. Work. No, they end up like that taco thing you were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Not a pretty sight. No. no. Bree, thank you. Yeah. So that's our story this week. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to spending more time with you and sharing stories of our industry. See you next week.